Hello everyone and welcome to the first episode of Asking for a Mate. This podcast has been created by me, your host, Cecile, and the format is very simple. Every episode I will be inviting one of my mates from Australia to talk about a specific theme and together we will be uncovering a specific topic when it comes to sex, relationship and women and discussing some of the topics that guys might not feel comfortable talking about, you know, with other people, whether it's with their mates or the family and friends. And and I decided to create this podcast because I realized that as much as Australia is a beautiful place to live in, and I've been living there for quite a few years, I've come to realize that when it comes to emotions and feelings, I don't think society has created enough place for men to feel like they've been listened to and they are being heard. So I decided to create this podcast to be a platform for guys to feel comfortable talking about anything and everything, especially around um, relationships and, you know, what's happening in the bedroom, but also beyond. It could be uh, the stress that they're having at work or, you know, the difficulties that they're having with their, their partners or exes, etc. So Asking for a Mate is truly a podcast that is going to be trying to break some of the taboos and some of the walls that men have been creating and, and don't feel comfortable discussing. So I'm actually super excited about offering you this new podcast and, and having created that. I'm also extremely excited about letting you hear the stories of some of my mates and especially the first one around breakups. So in a minute, you'll start hearing about Eric's amazing story and unfortunately the breakups and and mostly the breakup that he had to go through, what in my opinion was kind of created because of a lack of communication. And I think what was kind of like interesting to hear from his point of view was the difficulty he had to express his emotions and that kind of led him onto breaking up with his girlfriend and and the actual current issues he still has because he's he's struggling to open up and to feel comfortable discussing that so this is going to be the first episode i'm so pumped about it and i hope that you are too so without further ado let's just start with the legendary eric Welcome to the first episode of Asking for a Mate. I'm excited. I'm very excited as well. I'm excited to explore myself. This is it. I'm ready. <laughs> I don't know if I can say I'm ready. I mean, to not physically. Yourself. I'm not excited to explore myself physically. I know, like, but you know, mentally, I'm ready. I'm prepared. You're prepared. Yep, okay. I'm ready to do this. So, um, as you might have heard, uh, we've got a gentleman next to me joining me for the first episode of asking for a mate the only and amazing eric yeah let's start to get to know a bit about you so obviously your name is eric and you've been invited to this podcast to talk about breakups so maybe let's let's kind of rewind a bit what was your first dating experience oh great question my first proper girlfriend was in high school I can't even remember how we came to be interested in each other. I think for me, it was pretty easy. Like if you made eye contact with me, I was pretty happy. I was pretty smitten. I remember 
one time being on a holiday with my good friend Nick and um, we went to this market at Umundi and I thought to myself, you know, what does a good boyfriend do? He buys uh, his girlfriend a present. So I found this small book and I remember nothing about the book other than being a pocket sized and it had the word love on it. I was like, yeah, she's going to love this shit. So I bought it and I got her a present. So that's that's pretty much what I remember from my first relationship. Yeah. I mean, I still remember the breakup as well. I was horrible at that time, but okay. yeah, that's kind of, that's kind of. So yeah, how old happened. were you when you guys started dating? I'd say 15, 15, 16. 15, 16. Okay. Yeah. So into drinking up. age. Oh yeah. Which kind of spiced things up. Maybe that's why you broke up. Oh my God. Revelation. <laughs> yeah. Geez. Yeah. The is things that, you learn when you say them out loud. Is that why you broke up? I, hmm, why did we break up? I'm, I, I don't think I can remember. I think I was the one that broke up with her. Um, but I don't remember the reason. I remember feeling really bad about it. Actually, I broke up with her at her house and she drove me home. Uh, yeah, she drove me back to my house and then I remember sitting, I lived in a house that was on a hill. So, you know, you had to climb a few stairs, um, kind of thing. And my house had a, a veranda, a balcony and, um, she was crying and she was in the car and, uh, you know, I apologized profusely, um, for being such a young, reckless, you know, teen or whatever I was at the time. And then I invited her upstairs I said, do you want to come upstairs till you stop crying? Um, but yeah, so I remember the breakup, but not the reason. Yeah. That's, uh, that's sorry, Jenny. She's married now. So, so she's all right. Yeah. Okay. I, look, I never spoke to her after, but yeah. Yeah. I know. I know she's married. I'm not going to tell you how I know that, but I know <laughs> she's married. Yeah. Um, the question I wanted to ask you about was what was the most meaningful relationship you've had? Probably the most meaningful relationship is hard to define because there's two relationships that in my mind gave me a lot to kind of develop who I was. Okay. So when I, I was dating a girl for five years and um, I ended up getting a job uh, in another city, moved away, uh, and she was going to come and uh, meet me uh you know she had to tie up a few things at work but that was the that was the plan we would you know both move to the city i moved there first and then she would come i had two months by myself in a new city trying to make friends like i had to you know i worked in an industry where everyone wanted to go out and have fun and i I just, uh, I got swept up by that because I, I wanted to, you know, make the most of, you know, my, my new pastures. And I ended up meeting a girl uh, through work and she was everything that my girlfriend for five years wasn't. So we connected on a, you know, we, we liked the same music. We were both into art. Uh, you know, I had been playing in bands at the time, uh, whereas my girlfriend of five years, she was a, she was a homebody. She wanted the white picket fence, like that fairy tale kind of life. What ended up happening with that? Long story short, 
my girlfriend from, you know, my five year, uh, my long-term girlfriend came down. I ended up breaking up with her. She'd been living in, you know, living in Sydney for all of like one month. And I was like, you know, this is actually, like, I can't do this, you know, for me. I'm so sorry that I pulled you all the way down here, blah, blah, blah. She was mature about it. Then she was angry about it, which is fair. Then, you know, then came the fights, blah, blah, blah. But then I ended up being with this girl who we, you know, creatively, we had the same kind of passions. And it was like, you know, and then sexually, I was with this, like the five-year long girlfriend had sex started to dry up. And like some people say, when you've been with someone for a long time, it's what happens. Like, fuck off. Like, that's not what happens. It does. It shouldn't. It shouldn't have to happen. Right. But she said, oh, Eric, that's that's when it was at the start. You know, that's when we were in lust. But now we're in love. So we don't need to have sex. I was like, oh, OK, that's 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 a really interesting take on this because I'm, you know, you know what? I actually only need to have sex one more time and it's purely to have a child. Like that's actually, so yeah, you nailed this. No, no, not at all. So when I was, um, you know, with this new girl, sex everywhere, like it was disgusting, you know, toilets, that kind of thing, you know, balconies. And it was like invigorating. So I felt like I refound the sexual Eric that hadn't been used or, or awakened in a long time. So that's, one of my like most important relationships and then the second one like I won't go into it too much but the second one was about really I felt like I found a soulmate long story short so yeah <laughs> yeah that's uh that's that one wrapped up I, I just <laughs> I just talked more about okay. the first one I feel like we just uncovered something yeah look I mean okay so so this chick she ticked a few boxes, apparently. She, um, no, pretty much you could put all of the boxes into one bucket and collectively she probably just swiped a big tick across them. And yeah, it was, you know, so there was the five year that mm-hmm. broke off Then I was with another girl and then we broke it off after a bit. It was actually, she was actually the first girl that broke up with me. I was like, oh, okay, this is pretty cool. So that's what that feels like. Now I feel even worse for all the times I've broken up with someone. But yeah, I, I met this girl and I'd known her for a while just because of work. And uh, one day, <laughs> one day she came into work and she curled her hair. And I, being a guy, you know, seeing attractive things, I, I looked, but I didn't notice. And I looked back to my computer screen and then I quickly went for a double take. I was like, holy shit, you know, who is that? And it just happened to be a girl that I'd known for ages. And then it just triggered something in my brain. I was like, holy shit, like I actually need to speak to her more. It was actually the first person in my whole life stage of relationships where I had pursued someone. So I think everything before that, like had kind of, you know, it had just happened. So we'd been proximity wise or, you know, for whatever reason, they were really into me. And then, you know, we just kind of fell into a relationship. But for this one, I was like, no, I like, I need to find out more about her because essentially like I want to date, date, date her. Mm. So, yeah, I mean, she, I, I had at that time planned to go overseas. So when we started seeing each other, it was never with 
It was never with a kind of like, all right, we're going to be together kind of thing. I was like, you know, we're really into each other now. Let's just see what happens. We'll date. And she knew I was going to move overseas. And um, like, yeah. So <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I, I, I had never met anyone up until I never met anyone, to be honest, that was so easygoing, so comfortable with who they were, had their own creative pursuits, was supportive of mine. I remember one time when just kind of like all clicked for me. We were just, we would always, you know, drink a bottle of red wine and just hang out and chill. And then um, she was real supportive of my music. And she was like, you know, you should start doing that again. I was like, well, why don't we write something together? And there was a story that, she had an idea for a story that she'd want, wanted to write about for ages. So let's just explore that. So I started writing this music and I was, as I was like writing the music on my computer, I just on Ableton. I was asking the questions like, so what does your story want to do? Blah, blah, blah. Oh, these are the key points. Rah, 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 rah. And so I started like writing lyrics, blah, 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 blah. Wrote down like, you know, a two minute track or whatever and just recorded it. And then we played it for ourselves and we're like, well, holy shit. Like, is this what couples do? Like, is this like, fuck. So yeah, I mean, that for me really kind of made it feel like there are people out there that are so similar to you that can help you where both of you come together and you make a better like single unit kind of thing. So yeah. So I guess from what I'm hearing, you potentially found love with her. Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. me. So the thing was, right, like I'm a pretty awkward guy and I guess one of the things that drew me to her was she was also awkward. Mm. So how much were we honest or how often were we honest with our feelings? Zero. Oh. Yeah, so we spent a lot of time, like we knew we gelled, like all of our friends got it. We kept it secret for a while because we worked together and then people started to find out and like, I couldn't help it at work. Like I always go over and hang out by a desk because, you know, she's gorgeous, whatever. Um, and you know, yeah. So I can't even remember. All I can see now is like, I can just see her sitting in the chair. So I can't even remember what I was about to say, but, um, yeah, I honestly can't remember what I was about to say. Did you guys find love? Oh, yeah. Oh, that thought. Yeah. So, yeah, we never spoke about it. But then, obviously, like I said, I was moving overseas. And mm. I think, like, maybe the three weeks leading up to it, every now and then she'd just start crying and she would never show emotions. Um, and so it was always like, you know, a big shift change into what we were doing, which would normally just be like lying down in bed. But um, she'd start crying and then she'd never say why. And then she started to be true to herself and say, oh, it's like, I'm sad that you're leaving. I'm like, you know, I'm, I'm sad that I'm leaving too, but we never went anything further than that. We never said, you know, it's because I love you or, you know, it's because I, you know, I, I feel like you need to, you need to be here kind of thing. Um, and then right towards the end, I'd say within like the final five days, maybe before I left, I, I wrote because she liked writing short stories. There were five I think it was five key things, like key phrases she would always say. 
And it was always a joking thing. Like, you know, do I look cool? Or like, uh, yeah. And she would just yell them out. It was like a thing that would just make us laugh. So I wrote this, I wrote like five short stories based off those five things that she always said. And then I ended it just essentially like saying that I loved her. And that was, that was the first time that I'd said it. She never said it. And then she started crying and, and you know, I was like, why haven't you ever told me? Why haven't you ever told me? I love you too. You know, and I was like, oh shit. I was like, well, neither of us have said anything. Um, and now we're in this awkward situation where I'm, you know, flying 17 hours away to the other side of the country. And we both just told each other that we love each other. Mm-hmm. So it was wild. Um, and so how yeah. long has it been at this point that you guys have been together? It was eight months. Okay. It was eight months. So that's not even long. To feel like I felt about her after eight months. Yeah. I, I like I was kind of I was overwhelmed. Yeah, for lack of a better word. So did you end up dating? <sighs> yes, I did end up leaving. Is it the biggest regret of my life? Probably definitely. So She didn't want to come to the airport, um, but I really wanted her to be there because I wanted to see her one last time. And same thing happened. We just cried at the airport. We were both a mess. Like I've never cried more in my life than those, you know, last five or so days. I was, I was actually dehydrated. It was wild. It was absolutely wild. My fingers were prunes. Um, But yeah, she, she, at the airport, she said, don't leave. Like, don't leave me. I was like, holy shit. I'm kind of like the, the departure gates literally six meters away from me. My parents are awkwardly trying to give us space 10 meters away from me because they don't live in Sydney. Like they just came down to say goodbye to me. And then like this girl that I now know loves me, who I like, I, I'm so enamored with is now telling me to stay. I'm like, holy shit. Like, what do I do? What do we do? What's right? What's wrong? Is this just like, is this real? I've only known you for eight months. Like I know how I feel, but is, uh, uh, is the fact that you're telling me to stay? Like, is that actually how you feel? So my mind was just turned into mush. So I ended up leaving, but we discussed that we would stay uh, together in a long-term relationship. Uh, not long-term, sorry, long uh, a long-distance relationship, yeah. yeah, and that I would come back. How long were you supposed to be gone for? I was supposed to be gone for two years. Oh. Yeah. Pretty long-distance, yeah. long-term relationship. Yeah. I mean, I thought we'd figure out baby steps, yeah. you know, maybe somewhere in the middle I'd come yeah. back and then or she'd come over. But she... She couldn't leave because she had commitments that she had to stay for. Okay. So, yeah. I was so sad at what had just happened. But I was also, it's weird, right? I, I don't think I was excited about the fact that I was moving to a new country. I bought a one-way ticket, had a two-year working visa. I didn't have a job. It was going to be the first time in like, I don't know, 12 years. I hadn't worked for a little bit at least. But I think I was excited at the fact that I'd found someone that I saw a future with more than the fact that I was going to another country. But then I was, when I finally made it, 
I was staying with my friend. The time difference made it super awkward. We only spoke either, you know, really early morning, really late at night. And within, I think within three days, um, maybe three or four days of me being um, in Canada, in my mind, I said, let's stop seeing each other because I thought that's what she wanted. But when I came back and spoke to her about it, she said, you broke up with me. So again, that kind of speaks to the fact that I didn't communicate what I thought was happening as well as I should have because the misinterpretation there is essentially what has kind of severed anything for us moving forward. Mm. Yeah. Did you actually stay for two years? No, no. How long did you stay for? I stayed for about you say, eight, you eight to ten two months. Weeks, if you said two weeks, I think. Yeah. <laughs> no, eight to ten, sorry, yeah. Yeah, so look, I, I had the one-way ticket. I, I literally had no money. Mm. So I had to, regardless, I had to work to earn money to come back. So it depends on who I speak to. Mm-hmm. I will tell if you, if someone says, you know, how long you were in, were you in Canada? And I say, you know, I didn't stay the full two years. You know, I was there for eight months and then I came back. I will tell some people that the main reason was because of family. Cause like I also, you know, there was something happening with my dad at the time, you know, not, not serious. He wasn't going to pass away or anything, but he did have, you know, health problems, but to a very, small percentage of friends, let's say 0.02% of my friends, I will say I actually came back because the whole time I was working there, I was earning money in my mind to come back to be with her. Yeah. What what happened when you came back? I'll tell you what happened before I came okay, back. Tell me what happened before so, you came back. I mentioned the awkward time distance. We spoke every day. Even, Even though we had called it quits, we spoke every single day. Um, you know, time difference, taking into consideration the time difference. Um, and I think I was there, maybe I moved there in April, March, April, May, around that time. And in August, my birthday month, funnily enough, um, I got a text message or, you know, a, a message at, you know, let's say 10, 10 p.m., 11 p.m. my time. So it would have been in the morning um, for her saying, hey, we need to, like, can, can I talk to you, essentially? Was that perfect? I mean, we all know when someone says, can I talk to you? You know, if you want to speak to someone about normal shit, you just talk to them. But, you know, if you want to come out with some wild stuff, you got you to gotta prepare them. So that was me being warmed up to the shit that I was about to have flung in my face. Long story short, she'd started seeing another guy that she worked with who I had also worked with when I was still um, in Australia, who I actually considered one of my good friends. And I felt like I knew him before she kind of knew him kind of thing. So I almost felt like one of my good friends had started seeing her. So I was like, that's really good. Whoa. Yeah, I was really excited about that. 
So the whole point about me not communicating what I wanted. So I mentioned before that I was the whole time just working with the purpose of buying a ticket to come back to, you know, start a relationship with her again. Obviously, I did not communicate that to her because in my mind, it was going to be this big romantic gesture and and I would come back and she'd be like, oh, my God, you're back. Yeah, I could not leave you, but you broke up with me. I know I didn't mean to break up with you. I love you. And then we just date and, you know, we'd probably have like, I don't really like dogs, so we'd probably have like a nice plan or something by now. But I get this message. And that ends up being the precursor to me telling her, like, just pouring out my feelings. Like, I, I was like, this is what I was planning to do. Like, I wanted to come back. And, oh, why didn't you tell me? You know, since you've been gone, I spent this whole time trying to get over you, like, partying, blah, 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 blah. And now that I'm finally happy because she started seeing this guy, now you want to, like, now you want to interfere with my shit and stop me from being happy for something that I no longer know if I want. And so I was like, fuck like that was yeah that was really shit so I think from that moment my alcohol and cigarette intake skyrocketed like I have never and beer is cheap in Canada alcohol is cheap so it wasn't hard to like justify getting a seven dollar six pack I'm like are you kidding so I felt like I was in schoolies every minute of the day. I was just throwing so much alcohol into my system. I was like, let's do it. Let's, let's like compartmentalize that part of your brain and just drink it and drown it. So yeah, that's, uh, that's how I dealt with that. And then I had a real, so he ended up messaging me. Oh yeah. Why? So when she told me, I said, okay, I'm going to speak to him. Not like, you know, not in an angry way. Like I'm not going to tell him to get fucked, but she said, please don't speak to him. I'm like, you know what? I will respect that because, you know, I love you. So I won't speak to him. And then he ended up sending me a message out of the blue, but, you know, within the week um, from me finding out, didn't approach it like a man is my take on the situation. He just said, so what, like, what do you want to do? Do you want to yell at me? Blah, blah, blah. I'm like, oh, yell at you about what, man? So, oh, you know, like what's happened? Like, obviously you're upset. So do you want to have a go at me? I'll have a go at you about what? Like, just tell me what you're trying to talk to me about. Because like I mentioned in my mind, he was previous to that moment, my friend, if I were in that situation or what I would expect from him is to him to say, Hey, Eric, look, I know you used to date, you know, so-and-so I was starting to get feelings for her. Is it okay if I see her? Um, And what that would have done for me in my situation, I would have then been like, Holy shit. I need to speak to her right now. Uh, And, you know, kind of whatever. But even if I wasn't in that situation, if I was over my ex, I would have then been like as tough of as tough as it would be to swallow. I would then say, look, you know, if that's what you want and you know, I'm, I'm, I'm happy for you. Did you, did you talk to anyone at a time? What, who did you turn to? 
So in Canada, I had one good friend that I'd known before I moved over and I'd met a few other friends. And to be honest, my friend circle is pretty small. Long story short, I had one good friend. This shit all happened, um, but he was, as far as I had known, a blokey bloke, right? Like he was always going to the gym. He was single at the time. He was on Tinder. He had like lots of hilarious sex stories, that kind of thing. So when I reached out to him, he was like, dude, you just need to fuck your way out of it. You know, like you're in a new country. The whole time I was there, I didn't have sex with anyone. Didn't have sex with anyone. Didn't go on any dates. Didn't like kiss anyone. Like, you know, there was one girl that was clearly, you know, trying to hook up with me, not trying to, you know, toot my own horn kind of thing. But like, it was, it was very obvious that she wanted to, you know, hook up with me. And I was like, nah, like I just like, you know, I, 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 I can't do it. Uh, and then like one day just got, it got really bad. Like I was already, you know, trying to, you know, come back to Sydney. Um, my job was starting to get like pretty shit. Uh, and I messaged this friend. I was like, look, dude, like, I really just need to talk, um, like have a proper talk. And he was actually in New York at the time and he was flying back that night. He's like, all right, dude, message me, go to a bar, have a drink, message me. I'll be there at like 9 PM kind of thing. We'll have a chat. And he rocked up, came in hot. He'd been drinking. So, you know, he was drunk and, and stuff. Yeah, I was there being a fucking sad sack. He like punched a few cigarettes kind of thing, had a few beers. And he was, oh, you know, what's wrong, blah, blah, blah. And, you know, I was kind of, you know, sulking and saying, look, this is, this is my problem. I really want to go back. Um, like I miss her. I still love her. Um, but you know, I don't know what I should do. And it took about 20 minutes of back and forth, but I don't know what it was for him. But then all of a sudden, like, it was almost as if he just sobered up. Like, his face just got really serious and intense. And it was, like, almost like we just locked, like, locked into the conversation. And he actually said to me, look, dude, if you really love her, go back to Australia. Don't worry about the place. But you have to be all in. Like, this is essentially you're going back to marry her. And I was just like, holy shit. Like the amount of thinking, like the amount of just like the amount she'd been in my mind. I was like, you're actually right. Like I legitimately, if she took me back, could marry her mm-hmm. kind of thing. And um, that's kind of like from that moment, I think it was barely a month before I was back in Australia. And he, I don't know what it was for him, but like I respect him so much more from that moment because he just like helped push me like to to kind of go do what I needed to have to do and it was all about like the like the honesty he had in that moment uh, like I, I I I can still I can still remember the two seats in that bar having some shitty beer and him just going from like drunk loud guy to like dude just go back you need to marry her kind of thing so yeah I think we're all desperate to know. I'm happened? not married. <laughs> Are you married? I'm oh, not married. Congratulations, as you know. Okay, so I guess you're not married yet. Mm-hmm. 
<laughs> what happened? <laughs> you obviously flew back. So I came back and I guess I'll call it fortuitous timing. So she, he was overseas. Um, her boyfriend, her new boyfriend was overseas. And um, I think I got back on a Wednesday. So I came back. And I just sent her a message. I said, hey, I'm back. Um, like sometime in the near future, let's catch up. Completely expecting that perhaps it would be months before we were able to see each other face to face. Cause I was, I was putting it in, I was putting the ball in her court, right? Like I didn't want to just come back. I don't want to just come back and make her feel like I was coming back just to be with her, to put the pressure on her, to have to feel like she needed to see me face to face and tell me like, no, I don't want to be with you essentially. But she got, she was like, yeah, cool. All right, let's do it. I'm free on Saturday. So I was like, fuck, like that's, you know, that's only a couple of days away. So got over my jet lag, caught up on Saturday. We didn't talk about anything to do with us at all it was just like you know how was living overseas how have you been it was almost it almost felt like it was like a little bit awkward but it almost felt like we were still kind of together just like the way uh, I guess the chemistry and then it got towards the end of the night and she was gonna go and I was like no no like I need to speak about you know I guess the elephant in the room and we walked to a park and, um, yeah, I, I essentially said, look, you know, I, I want to be with you. And she's like, no, like, you know, like I said, it took me so long to finally get over you and be happy. You can't just come here and, you know, fuck that up for me. And then she started saying things about, you know, I don't know, like what she thought about their relationship and, I started trying to make her compare it to what we had. And she's like, obviously it's different, but you know, I'm happy. So that's what matters to me right now. And then I ended up saying that no matter how, like that I'd wait for her essentially. So whether it worked out for her, that's fine. But if things ever went bad, that I would be ready for her if she ever wanted to see me again. They're, they're not together anymore, but somewhere in the course of her being in this new relationship, I like obviously she, so he knows me, mm-hmm. and then she would, I assume, feel guilty for speaking to me, like messaging me kind of thing. Because when we caught up and he was overseas, she said, I feel like I'm cheating because she was, she's a very loyal person. Right. So to her, that was emotional cheating in some sense. And I like, I totally respect that. Not that anything happened. Like we just, you know, hung out and spoke. Um, so the conversation between us started to kind of, you know, the, the gap in between conversation would get longer and longer to the point where I felt that I was the only one driving the conversation, which made me think maybe she doesn't want to speak to me anymore. Uh, And then from there, like the conversation kind of dried up. So yes, she has stopped seeing him as far as I know. Like I haven't heard from her. I've just heard from like friend of a friend, but I'm actually too scared to speak to her. 
Yeah. I don't know why. So how long ago was the last time that you talked to her? Uh, I would say it was probably around, it was about four weeks ago. Yeah. So now, like, so where before we could speak about anything, I would just, like, just start chatting. Now it has to be, there has to be something that happens that it, it gives me a reason to speak. So mm-hmm. it's, like, something that, like, if, you know, she gets a tattoo, I, I was like, all right, cool. Like, this gives me something to speak about. It won't be the longest conversation, but like, back and forth, tattoo chat, blah, 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 blah. All right, dumb. Um, but then, like, in the same token, like, I'd stopped kind of trying to drive conversation. And then, you know, something happened one time where it just, like, and this is this is the problem with this kind of shit, right? You think to, you give too much meaning to shit that doesn't have meaning. Like, she out of nowhere, sent a photo saying, oh, you know, I was like going through my photos. I found this, this one. Ha <laughs> ha. Remember that? It was like a photo of us. can't remember what the photo was because I've obviously tried to like push it to the side. I was like, there's no reason for her to say this. Oh my God, does she miss me? That is a really good photo. Fuck. That was such a good time. I shouldn't have to give meaning to that shit. Like it should be whatever. But you know, I don't know. Last time I spoke to her, four weeks. Long story short. <laughs> Okay, so <laughs> interesting because I, I guess you're right. She wouldn't have, in my opinion, I know you're not really asking for mm. my opinion, but in my opinion, if she sent you that photo, and if it was a good memory, I guess, you know, it means something. Even though you might not voice it out loud and say, hey, hey, I just recontacted my ex about that, you kind of like want to trigger something. And it could be just like a, hey, you know, I still remember you. Or it could be something else. Mm, I was triggered. I was definitely triggered. triggered. (laughs) Yeah, it worked. Look, even if that was the intention, yeah, nailed it. 100% nailed it. It, It's interesting because what I I can hear from all your story is the fact that they were, tell me if I'm wrong, they were a few miscommunication or non-communication throughout the story. Yeah, I put... The biggest regret down to miscommunication, a hundred percent. Like everything, pretty much from day dot, everything could have been different if I had just been able to say what I needed to say or what I was feeling. Because there are, like, if you think about it, the things you just think about and don't voice. Like, if you look at your partner lovingly, as an example. You might not say something, but you're thinking like, man, they are absolutely gorgeous. Like, I'm so happy I'm in this moment right now. Shit from like that and then like cascading on from that. Like, why would I think that? Like all of that stuff I should have definitely said. Like, obviously I told her she was gorgeous, but I didn't say things like, I think I'm falling in love with you. Mm. Like how what does that mean for us? Like, should we be paying more attention to everything that's going on so we can figure out if it's just, you know, a moment in our lives or, or should we, should I really be considering, you know, whether or not I move overseas? And that never happens. So. One of my question, and I guess I can, I can still ask you that. Did, did you actually get closure? And if you didn't, are you going to try to get closure? 
That's the biggest conversation, the biggest internal monologue I have with myself all the time. Mm. Because after I had that revelation where I felt like I was driving most of the conversation, I took a step back and I said, okay, if there is any inkling of interest from her and given she had a boyfriend at the time and I was never going to, you know, try and do anything, you know, I was just more interested to know what she was thinking. If there was any inkling from her end, I felt like she would contact me, like she would engage in conversations, right? Because that's like, if I think about it, that's why I was starting conversations with her because I didn't want to lose touch. So I, I felt like it would be reciprocated. So when I stopped speaking to her, she, like when I stopped speaking to her, the gaps would just draw on. And then I started to think, fuck, like there's nothing. There's no, She feels like there's no reason to speak to me. So I felt like I was starting to forcefully get closure on it. She told me that, she told me that she was happy that I shouldn't interrupt it, um, which is, you know, fair. Like, I, I didn't want to be selfish about the whole situation. Um, but for some reason, I always felt like deep down maybe there was something more. So what I did was convince myself that everything I thought about was just me trying to keep a connection there. So I kind of forcefully, similar to drinking, <laughs> I forcefully shut it off. And then I told myself, I, I pretty much told myself I was, I was over her. Yeah. I, well, I told myself she was over me, so I should be over her. And so then, yeah, I kind of stopped speaking to her. Are yeah. you? So, and then, okay, so then I see her at a party. Oh. And I'm like, Jesus Christ, like, over there, she was, like, with a boyfriend and shit. And I was like, this is so bad. I just picked up my first drink. Like, that's so fine if I was, like, nine drinks in and I could just, like, drunkly giggle about it and say, well, this is awkward. I can just move on. It was, I, I was walking to the bar for my first drink, looked to my left, and bam, right there in this, like, stunning red dress. I was like, fuck, this is not ideal. I told, like, one of the girls that was with us that, you know, it was one of my friends. I was like, look, can, like, can you just, like, hang out with me the rest of the night just so I have someone to speak to? Because if I get stuck alone, I'm really nervous. I'm going to end up, like, being really awkward about this whole situation. But, yeah, I think when I saw that, it should have probably given me closure. But because she looked, like, so, like, because she looked so good, I, I, I thought to myself, that should be me. So then I kind of, I got interested again. And I thought, like, no, it was like, that should be me kind of thing. I was like, blah, blah, blah. I got angry at myself again. And, um... So I, I didn't fully get closure because of that moment. And yeah, now that she has like possibly, as far as I know, stopped seeing this guy, I'm just, I'm too scared to make contact. Like I haven't seen her face to face by organize, like through organizing anything. I just like see her infrequently at certain things, but I don't know if it's my place to. I don't know. I don't know if it's my place to go and speak to her because I don't want to do her wrong. I no longer know what I want. I don't know if I have closure. I've got, yeah, I don't know. So it sounds like I'm still into her, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, cool. You would prefer if they were still together. 
because I feel like I can get closure if she is seeing someone. But the fact that she is, the fact that she is single, and I have I had said that I would wait for her. Like I'm not saying that that's a promise that I now have to, you know, live by. Mm-hmm. But I'm not saying that it's not true. Like mm-hmm. I still think that we could potentially be together. It's just now that the chemistry is would like there are so many layers in between us being able to be normal together. I don't know if she'd want that. I don't know what it would take to like get rid of that for us to be normal together because that hasn't happened essentially. Yeah, I don't know. We'll see what happens next. Maybe you have to come back and tell us if you actually got closure or not. Yeah, maybe. Or maybe if you inspire me to go speak to her, maybe you know I can oh, let you know better. So now I need to inspire you. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. She's obviously special to you. She might be going through something difficult, and you've been through some difficult breakups before. She might just need to have someone that knows her. I think, you know what, I'm going to say the last point on that, my kind of inspirational chat. Hit me. Inspire me, Tony Robbins. (laughs) Is that she will be happier having someone like you in her life. Oh, okay. I'm ready. Give me my phone right now. Let's go. (laughs) Yeah, I'll take that. You know, you're not not a toxic person. Mm. You're not going to hurt her. All you can do is kind of be present for her and, you know, be a bit of a, I don't know, it's kind of comforting knowing that you've got someone that loves you, even though you might not be in a profound relationship, let's get married way, but, you know. Yeah, look, I've got soft shoulders, so I'm all for it. Yeah, but you're also better than just soft shoulders. I'm not, my point was not exactly just that she's going to cry on those, right? She, she probably is going to use them. Yeah, to look, do she can do whatever she wants I on know, my shoulders. I get that, it's I get fine. That. Whatever you want. Yeah, soft or hard, you can take it. <laughs> but well, yeah. Hopefully she can. Yeah, I thought you were going to say hopefully they're hard, but you know, I mean, look, yeah, maybe. But yeah, no, I, I will. I will try my darndest. I'll do it. I'll do it. I don't think you'll regret it. I think you're right. I think I really need to. I don't know what it is that will um, allow me to say these things, but I should, if anything, perhaps it's this conversation right now, I should uh, use that to um, push myself into saying something. Yeah. We'll see. Well, yeah. we'll see about that. So that's it for this episode, guys. Thank you so much, Eric, for, you know, letting yourself be vulnerable. It's never easy being in front of a mic and just sitting in front of me and just discussing all those difficult emotions that you've been through. So I think the one thing that really struck me from that story is that um, you guys were clearly completely involved and smitten by each other, but the difficulty of opening up and sharing your emotions and showing feelings actually and like kind of slow you down and it can be seen as a sad thing but for all the people that are listening to that story I think it just says one thing don't be don't be shy don't be afraid of opening up and telling your partner or telling someone that you like that you know you you've you've been having those emotions because 
worst things comes to worst, they might not share the same thing, but also best things come to best. It's kind of like, well, they might actually be feeling the same thing. So guys, don't be afraid. Talk about whatever is happening in your head. You know, tell your partner you love them. Tell the person that you want to be with that you want to be with them. And I think, yeah, it's just going to help society be a tiny bit better even your friends just tell your friends hey like I think you're just awesome and yeah that's that's all I can say guys so thank you so much for tuning in today I know a lot of people have been asking me about the end of this story so what I can tell you is that I'm still bothering Eric to contact his ex Uh, he hasn't done it so if you know Eric please 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 go and bother him because I think you know we absolutely need to push him I think we all heard his story it's an incredible story and all he needs to do is talk to his ex Um, so yeah I hope that Eric if you're listening to this you do reach out to her and you have to come he's actually promised me to come and um and tell us more about what's been happening so please 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 pick up the phone pick up the phone call her call her call her come on come on you can do it anyway thanks guys uh tune in for next episode it's going to be launched soon and then i'll talk to you soon thank you so much and don't forget uh, to be asking for a mate 